Hi, I'm Julia Adolph, and welcome to Loose Leaf Notebook, where we will explore the connection between creativity and mental health, nurturing artistry, emotional intelligence, and self-care. I'm a composer, and I will be sharing my own personal creative process and journey towards mental health, as well as inviting other artists and creative individuals to share their own inspiring stories with you. Anxiety and depression can make the world seem very black and white, and it kind of leads to this very black and white thinking in those moments. I know that when I'm feeling particularly uh, anxious, I often feel like I'm being bombarded by potentially conflicting information telling me whether I'm safe or not. So um, just to understand the kind of physiology of this, um, imagine you know you're an animal in the wild and um, you are feeling threatened by a potential predator. Um, an animal will be on kind of high alert and take in every single change in the environment, sound, smell, sight, to sort of learn if the threat is uh, increasing or not and, and what they should maybe do. As a person, of course, the threats that we do face are much more nuanced and complex. Everyone experiences anxiety and um, a heightened sense of um, discomfort, but when you have an anxiety disorder, you really feel like you're in that kind of primal state, even when the threats that you are facing um, are much more subtle and nuanced. So I actually think that scrolling social media and scrolling the news um, is kind of a perfect metaphor for how I experience anxiety. And one of the reasons why I think it's, uh, it's very harmful if you struggle with any kind of mental health issue to be scrolling. The way scrolling mirrors my anxiety is um, basically just very a very quick succession of conflicting and highly volatile potentially information so whether it's a headline that's sensational or someone just pouring their heart out about how miserable they are um, or how scared they are or you know this sense that the apocalypse is coming I mean you know kind of the pitfall that social media can really be um, or just scrolling the news and how um, really distressing it can be. That is what it feels like to me when I'm in an anxious state. So I have to be very careful, um, especially, you know, now leading up to the election um, and just in 2020 in general, just being very careful about how much news and social media I consume. The fact that what you read on social media and the news is constantly changing and it's in these small little headlines, um, is actually part of what makes it so toxic to me because um, it's a it's this bombardment of new information without any sort of real context. So one of the things that my partner Zach and I kind of decided very early in the pandemic is that he would be the source of news for me. <laughs> he can scroll and he can be looking um, and reading and he can maintain a level of detachment. Um, 
So, you know, looking at a headline and saying, well, is this a real reflection of what's going on? What's sort of the backstory? Is it more complicated than this? Is this person who's saying that we're heading for the apocalypse, um, are they having a really bad day? And um, what threats are real and what is sort of... Um, you know, allowing yourself to fall into someone else's emotional experience. Um, he can have that kind of um, separation, whereas I can't. Um, it's very hard for me to um, have that kind of emotional boundary. When the pandemic first started, I, I really thought about increasing my medication. And I mentioned this to my therapist and she said, um, why don't you stop reading the news for a week? and let's see how you feel. Um, and it absolutely worked. Um, it was just kind of astounding to me how much reading the news and being on social media was increasing my anxiety to the point that I felt that I needed to increase my medication dosage. I think one of the hardest things is feeling that you can't control whether you're safe or not. You can't control your sense of safety. And a lot of the messages that we are getting today is that we are not safe and that the future is not safe. Um, you know, I don't want to diminish the threats that we are facing as a country, as a, as a people. Um, but this is just to remember that the truth is more complicated. It's, it's gray, it's complex, it's nuanced, um, it's multi-layered. And that's not something that uh, can be easily communicated in what's supposed to be a, a bite-sized snapshot or a single sensational headline. I had to come to terms with the fact that I am just a very, very sensitive person. And, um, you know, in my life, people have used the word sensitive as a criticism. You know, you know you're so sensitive. Why can't you handle this? Um, but... I am learning to embrace the fact that my sensitivity is a strength. Um, so yes, I, I cannot watch horror films and even cartoons sometimes make me very uncomfortable. The way uh, certain things move uh, gets me just uh, physically uncomfortable. So this is just a part of who I am. You know, I'm, I used to kind of be down on myself for not being able to toughen up and um, gosh, you know, if people are actually experiencing this suffering, the least I can do is read about it um, and bear witness to it. I used to sort of really bully myself with those thoughts. Um, but I've, I've come to accept that that's not something that is very healthy for me. I know that my sensitivity to sound and light and color plays into my musical work. Um, so I try to just, you know, em embrace the good side of it and forgive myself for um, not being able to read the news every day. Lastly, I would say if you are a very sensitive person um, and you are trying to be creative, um, exposing yourself to the reality of the news um, or sort of allowing yourself to go down the rabbit hole of social media um, it will it will damage your ability to to be creative. I think a lot of people are experiencing that. Um, so I would just uh, encourage everyone to protect themselves and to protect your mental health and your creative space during this time, especially as we head towards the election. 
Thank you for listening to Loose Leaf Notebook. I'm Julia Adolph, and the music you are hearing is my orchestral work, Dark Sand Sifting Light, performed by the New York Philharmonic with Alan Gilbert conducting. If you'd like to hear some more of my music, you can visit my website at juliaadolph.com or my YouTube channel, which also has video versions of all of these podcasts. Thanks again.